Welcome to Kingdom Currents. My name is Glenn Schultz, and at the beginning of this episode, I have a simple question I want you to answer. How do you define education? Over the past several years, I have become very concerned and even intentional about defining terms that I use when when speaking or writing. Definition of terms is very, very important. And and let me explain briefly why I, I have come to this conviction of defining terms properly. Words shape our ideas and form our beliefs, and in turn, those beliefs drive our actions for either good or bad. There was a time in my life when all language had certain rules by which words were known and used, and that allowed for understanding and effective communication. But over the past couple of decades, everything has changed pretty rapidly. In fact, from March 2021 to June 2021, just a few months, the Oxford Dictionary had 1,000 existing definition of words revised and 700 new words added to their collection. Today, we no longer have set rules for how we use language and how we define terms. In fact, if enough people use a particular word in a certain way, it automatically becomes its definition. And, And Why is this important to understand? Because by changing the meaning of words, one can not only control the debate, but actually reshape society. Therefore, it is extremely important that we define this term education because it's used so much in our everyday language, and we need to know what we're talking about when using this term. John Stone Street once said, It is no good having the same vocabulary if we're using different dictionaries. We've got to make sure we define the term education very carefully. The reason for this is education is a very, very important issue in the country. In fact, every politician claims to be a strong proponent of education. Uh, The last year's gubernatorial race in Virginia, it was said that it was decided based on the issue of education. You may be blown away by the fact that every single year, $585 billion are spent at the federal, state, and local levels on K-12 public education alone. There isn't a parent alive that doesn't want his or her child to have the best education possible. But, but do we take the time to really define the term education? What is it? In staff trainings that I do, many times, right at the beginning, I will have each teacher just write down their individual definitions of education on a piece of paper. Here they are. They're all teachers involved in education and teaching at the same school. They write down their definitions, and then I ask them to turn to a neighbor and share their definitions with each other. It's amazing. No matter how many times I do this, I never have two people in the same staff have identical word-for-word definitions for education. They're all different. Then I ask them, I wonder how every one of their parents is defining the term when they put their kids in their school. Several years ago, I was working at Lifeway, 
uh, my assistant and I were teaching some graduate-level courses at two different Christian institutions. We both gave the students in an upcoming class a pre-class assignment. They were to simply define the term education without looking it up in a dictionary or some other source. They were simply to define how, how they believed education and what it meant. And they were supposed to send that in to us. We reviewed hundreds of definitions that were sent into us over the years, and we, we took them and came up with a basic definition that these students had of the term, and it went something like this. Education is the formal and informal process of instilling knowledge and skills into a child's life in order to make him or her a productive or successful person. That's pretty much how... Uh, they were defining education, and it's most likely the common way most adults in today's world define education. But, but as you really sort of start picking apart that definition, you find some real flaws with it. First of all, this definition is totally temporal in nature. It only affects this life here on earth. It, it doesn't take into anything beyond our physical existence here on planet Earth. Another thing, it only deals with the physical and mental aspects of a student's life. Because when it's instilling knowledge, that's the mental and skills. That could be mental skills or physical skills. It is totally subjective in its meaning, as there are many ways of what we mean by defining someone to be productive or successful. And, and therefore, it's a secular definition because anything of the spiritual nature is completely omitted and ignored. The truth is that this definition of education is more a definition of schooling rather than education. This is common thinking for most people today. When the term education is mentioned, 95% of more of people that I interact with, they automatically equate education with schooling. So, so to begin to develop a true definition of education, we must understand that education does not equal schooling. Now, schooling makes up a large portion of education, but it is not the only place where education of a child takes place. Education also takes place in the home, and hopefully for Christians in the church. Another thing we must consider when defining education is to realize it is a process by which we are preparing a child for something in the future. Let, let me give you a simple example. Why do we teach a small child to tie his or her shoe? Well, the reason we do that is because we knew that we know that sooner or later that child is going to be out on his own without Velcro. So, so we, even tying a shoe is, is an educational effort to prepare them for the future. So, education is multifaceted: home, church, and school. It, it is preparing the child for something in the future, and it must go beyond this temporal world. I can remember reading a little treatise that a futurist Alvin Toffler wrote back in 1974. 
he titled this uh, article, Psychology of the Future. And in there, he said this about education. All education springs from some image of the future. If the image of the future held by society is grossly inaccurate, its educational system will betray its youth. Now, now let me repeat this so that you realize how important a statement this is. Uh, Toffler is saying that all education, everything we teach, springs from some image of the future. And if the image of the future held by a group of people, society, is grossly inaccurate, then the educational system that that group of people sets up will end up betraying its youth. This tells us that education not only is supposed to prepare children for the future, but also that adults must have an accurate view or image of the future when educating young people. If we have a wrong image of the future, then we end up giving our children a false education. Since we live in a completely secularized society, most Americans only view the future from a temporal perspective. This life is all there is. There is no such thing as a heaven or a hell. When one dies, he or she simply doesn't exist anymore. For Bible-believing Christians, our view of the future is very different from that of the secularist because our view of the future goes beyond this life and extends out into eternity. This life is merely preparation for real life, where we're going to spend eternity. So as we continue piecing together all these parts that go into defining education biblically, we can say education is the multifaceted process that takes place in the home, church, and school, that it's future-focused, and it is preparing our children for something. I think it is important to point out at this point that I have not mentioned the role of the media in the education of children and youth. There is no doubt about it. Today's young people are consumed by the media that is bombarding them through a wide range of devices each and every minute that they are awake. The reason I don't list media as one of the facets of education of children is because I believe it is the parent's responsibility to control the media that wants to influence their children. If I listed media as a separate educator, then I think some parents would have an excuse when their children walk away from the church. They would simply blame it on the media that they couldn't control. Parents have to take responsibility for monitoring and limiting the impact that media has on their children's education. Another thing to consider when defining education biblically is to define what aspects of a child's life is targeted by the educational process. I think we would all agree that education focuses on developing the mental and intellectual aspects of a child's life. We know that children need to know certain things in order to survive this life. But we also must understand that education should focus on the child's physical growth. We want our children to develop and mature physically as well as mentally. Uh, of course, one of the most important aspects of a child's life is, her, is her, 
his or her spiritual development. So when we're talking about education, education must help shape their spiritual formation. And finally, I want to suggest that a biblical education must also develop a child's social abilities. Some people refer to this as teaching the whole child. Of course, secular education can never do this as secular education separates, ignores, or even denies spiritual realities. So we can further expand our definition of education this way. Education is the multifaceted process that takes place in the home, church, and school that prepares the child mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially for life in eternity. In Luke 2, 51 and 52, we find these words. Then he, meaning Jesus, went down with them, his parents, and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Here we see Jesus submitting to his parents, and through their teaching, their education, they led him to grow and develop in wisdom, intellectual and mental, in stature, physical, in favor with God, the spiritual, in favor with men, the social. Again, we've got to understand that secular education denies and neglects the spiritual aspect of learning and growing. Therefore, it fails in preparing children for life in eternity. There is another reality that has influenced how I define education. And that goes back to the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth. The creation account has always fascinated me. But I was only taught what God did and how he did it. In order to fully understand creation, I started searching for why God created everything and anything. The bottom line that I'm just going to make here, because it would take a whole other podcast to to go into this in depth, is to fully understand uh, creation. I've got to understand that creation is an expression of who God is and exists for God's glory. That's it. That's why he created everything. Now, how did I come to this conclusion? Well, it came from Scripture and some very familiar verses. In Psalm 19, 1 and 2, we find these words. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. What we're told here that when we look at creation— When we look at what God spoke into existence that is described in Genesis 1, we have to understand that God's actual glory is on display. Another less familiar verse is my actual go-to verse when it comes to everything I've taught in my teaching experience, and that's Romans 1.20. And here's what Romans 1.20 says. For since the creation of the world, his, meaning God, invisible attributes, who he is, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. The primary and ultimate goal of all education must be to know God. 
That's why he created anything and everything. The reason why God created everything is so important that it needs to be the topic of a whole nother podcast. But, but let me apply this simple truth to how we define education. Every subject that we teach a child, whether at home, church, or school, comes from some aspect of creation. Therefore, every subject or topic should be taught in such a way that the child or the student should learn something about who God is, his attributes. The late Dr. Albert Green wrote about this in his book titled Reclaiming the Future of Christian Education. Listen to what Green says. He said, we must avoid the impression that academics represents the fullness of what school is all about. Knowing God in and through the creation is what is important. It brings no honor to the Holy Spirit if we then proceed to treat the ordinary studies, which are defined totally from the created world, as if they had nothing to do with God. Listen to this last statement by Green. They are laden with meaning because they are all part of God's way of giving himself to us, of making himself known to us. God has deepened my understanding of what true education is and continues to do so almost daily. Here is how I define education based on all of this that I've shared in this podcast. Education is the multifaceted process taking place at home, church, and school that prepares the child mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially for life and eternity by studying God and his creation in order to know him and give him glory. Now, I know that's a lot of words, but, but let me just repeat it to, so that you understand the totality of what the term education means when I use it. Education is the multifaceted process taking place at home, church, and school. It is preparing the child mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially for life and eternity, and it's accomplished by studying God, who he is, and his creation, what he made, in order to know him and give him glory. When considering this definition, it leads us to ask several questions. Number one, what do children need to be prepared for life? Number two, what do they need to be prepared for eternity? A third question is, what roles do the home, the church, and school play in this preparation of children and youth? And finally, a question comes to my mind, what does it mean to know and glorify God? I challenge you to take some time and consider this definition of education and answer some of these questions that I'm posing. We're going to have to address more of this in future episodes of Kingdom Currents. So I want to thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Currents. I invite you to my website, kingdomeducationministries.com, that's kingdomeducationministries.com, to find out more about what I'm trying to do to impact the education of children and youth from a biblical perspective. You can email me with your questions or comments at glenn at kingdomeducation.com. 
kingdomeducation.org. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N, at kingdomeducation.org. I hope you will subscribe to Kingdom Currents and join us for future episodes. Have a blessed day. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.